Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Hello, I'm Sue. This is Talk Cosmos Conversations, Insightful Conversations. And thank you for joining us this Sunday, September 10th, in the archetype of Virgo. We're going to be looking at the Virgo new moon. And what is it about generally integration? And we're asking, well, how? Well, everything, relationships, we have our notes in the relationships, and it just seems to be another stepping stone for us to really gather our wits, our hearts, a lot of soul, and put them together to one big integration. So I hope that this weaves, synthesizes an archetypal story through these metaphysical forms. So let's get started. This is ready now for archetypal symbols. Synthesizing the new moon consciousness through archetypal Sabian symbols, numerology, lunar mansions, tarot, and astrology, all together illuminating a new moon vision story, this is your Archetypal Symbols panel. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, collaborating with guests weekly since 2018. I'm an evolutionary astrologer, consultant, workshop facilitator, and lecture speaker. I'm a Dwarf Planet University graduate, charter member of Kepler Astrology Toastmaster Club, I have an AA degree and a fine arts music degree in jazz. I'm a certified color energy life coach, a writer, artist, musician, and ardent mythologist, a student of esoteric philosophies and life. I'm Elizabeth Liz Machette, a professional astrologer, intuitive, numerologist, and tarot reader. I'm a certified sacred healing counselor, providing nurturing in-depth consultations for individuals and couples. I'm an author, blogger, speaker, and international Reiki master and teacher. I create safe space in which to explore the deeper patterns of your life, to clarify your current circumstances and help you find your best path forward. And I'm Justin Crocodelzi, an archetypal Jyotish astrologer, yoga and meditation teacher, and author. I combine both Western ancient astrology and modern psychological astrology with Eastern Vedic astrology, and I specialize in predictive, electoral, and karmic astrology for individuals and couples. I also do in-depth astrological research into arcane astrological concepts, focusing on the mystical, occult side of astrology. Eleanor Roosevelt once said, Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift. And that's why it's called The Present. Well, hello. Hello, Justin. Hello. Aloha to Eliz. I happen to be in Waikiki. I have a little medical appointment. And so I'm on a room with the sun and the ocean behind us. Sometimes you see me, sometimes you see the ocean. So I apologize. But it's so good to see you both. It's nice to be here today. It's good to be here and a new moon coming up. That's great. That's right. It's a whole, I was noticing our notes. It's really about nobility of service and the polarities, cleaning them. Let's get right to it. We'll open it up with these slides. So here we are. 
and you can get a hold of Justin at his website. He's about working on it and it's getting finished, but it's justincrockandelsie.com. Myself, Talk Cosmos, and of course, Liz is alightpath.com. And if you forget that, just put down Liz Mouchette. She'll pop up. <laughs> so we have... what? Oh, oh, what happened? Oh, there we are. 21 degrees. Virgo moon is almost at 22. But we are, our goal is to help seed that vision quest that you might have with this archetypal energy. If you have any comments before I flash to the next, I guess. Liz no, go ahead. No. Oh, okay. Oh, for some reason, you know what? I think I have your, oh, anyway. And just to reframe, it's an earth sign. Virgo is a mutable sign, but it's still earth. And so it's grounded, but it's discriminating, analytical. That is the focus of where we're at. And I know I certainly have been working on that in every front. What about you guys? <laughs> oh, absolutely. And grounding. And um, it's been a ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So with archetypal symbols, this is a picture of Apollo, the sun god. And it's synthesizing astrology with these diverse metaphysical systems. We have to remember that the new moon, it has, it's a seed story of consciousness, but it brings in so many other ways. And these are ways, Sabian symbols, and we'll get onto those that we work with. The first, let's start with the lunar mansions and the chakras, these little bodies of stars that the Vedic, who I will say that Vedic astrology kept in early, uh, I think it was during the 800 and be before that, when, when history with the golden age of Islam kept astrology alive and, and, created the lots and created a great deal. Justin, you can talk about it and here we'll go. Yeah, I thought we were going to talk about the numerology first, but we can definitely get into this. Um, okay. Oh, no. Justin froze. <laughs> I think Justin froze. Oh, oh, dear. <laughs> well, I will mention it and he will, but, and I don't know whose slides we have up, but we'll navigate this fine. We're oh, always... I'm back. Good. There's Justin. All right. So this this uh, new moon in Virgo in the Vedic or Jyotish uh, world is in Leo, 27.48 degrees Leo. Now, what's interesting is that the Vedic system is just as just as right or exact as the Western system, but it gives us a, a little bit of a different perspective on the new moon here. And so this... Uh, lunar mansion that our constellation that this is going through is Uttara Falaguni Nishakra in the first pada, and there's four sections of it is divided into four sections. And the keywords are theme of this because this is the star of patronage. The key word here is doing the hard work and uh, meaning, you know, power of prosperity and abundances through partnerships and contracts, patronage. And, um, a good example of this, maybe if we used a modern example, maybe let's say Bill Gates, uh, you know, donates money towards a cause. And, and so that's sort of what we're seeing here. And it's really about 
you become abundant because you're helping others become abundant <gasps> through patronage. And we're going to see how this is going to play out in the today's chart with this new moon because of the grand trine in Earth. This really relates to the grand trine in Earth that's going on between the moon, Pluto, and uh, Jupiter, Uranus, all in Earth signs. So. Oh, I love this. And if you could expand a little bit about the symbolism, bed, I did read about it for luxury and comfort, that there is a, another side, isn't there a Uttara Palguni that is of your, of, of the abundance gives this sense of, yes? Yeah, we mentioned abundance up at the very top there, yes. yeah. But yeah. how bed would apply to it, I meant, as far as its symbolism of, of pleasure or, okay. We're fine. It's, it's more about stability there, I think. Okay, that's what I was asking. Like, how yeah. does it? So stability. Excellent. Four legs. All right. Thank you. Okay, now we're to numerology. Two and one add up to three. But those component numbers always are important to show the insightful integration, just to use these words, but it is that focus. So that two is other, like Libra. And one is self, we could say, leadership, all of these in numerology relate, but it is like Aries. And so it is that balancing relationship. Liz, do you, would you like Yeah, because it's like the one is, you know, more about self and the two is about partnership. And then the three, um, like there's three of us here today on the, the show with you. And so it's like we're in a partnership or relationship. and to me, the three is about joy and happiness and creativity and connecting. So, Justin? No, I don't have anything to add with that. Definitely. Well, I did, thank you. I did enjoy the idea of researching this a little bit, to find out what might be appropriate, that the cycles of three, birth, life, death, I mean, all of this is embodying various aspects of what we're looking at if you're going to do introspection you're looking at what was the past what to do now and what to go forward with mind body soul always so important and even a story because how we tell our stories if we are integrating new ideas is like maybe the old story doesn't work and but it's that what was the beginning what was the middle and what was the end so it's it's a powerful number in many ways and hygiea for those folks that is the an asteroid, the goddess of health. So she's at 12 degrees and it's in Libra. So it's potent too. And my slides are not working. The three is the first cycle of the first completion. And then the six would be the second cycle. And then nine is the third cycle. So we've completed the first cycle with the three. Okay. So here we have the tarot and it's the hermit. Go ahead, Liz. Yes, it's the Virgo card, and it's about reflection, introspection, meditation. Um, the wise one, um, you know, a lot of times to, you know, hold things in and process it first before speaking out, perhaps, or sharing. Uh, Justin? No, I think you covered it. I think you covered it. <laughs> yeah, what I love about... The, the hermit here is to realize that it isn't just isolating on a negative sense. There's that purposeful reason of coming within to, to, to reassess 
to get that vision, ideally, in many ways. So it's a very powerful and important word. I appreciate. And the major arcana, of course. Okay, thank you. The Sabian symbols. They were channeled in 1925 by a psychic clairvoyant medium, Elsie Wheeler and the astrologer Mark Edmund Jones. Each one represents a spiritual essence of every astrological degree. Next slide. Go ahead, Liz. Okay, today we're going to use um, basically three um, Sabian symbols for each of the degrees that we're talking about. And the first one represents the past or where we've come from. And the, the second one is the present. And the third one is the future or where we're moving towards. And the, the ones we'll be talking about is the ascendant and um, the midheaven and the new moon. Degree. In that, yes, which is a traditional approach of astrology and a good one. I know that you both hold on to that and it's very helpful. So here we are at the ascendant, which is also in a, which is in a fixed sign of Taurus. It is 18. And we didn't mention that the, the new moon is on September 14th. So um, oh. it, just in a few days from now, we'll have the new moon in Virgo. Yes. Oh, and I appreciate, thank you, because we mentioned the Eastern here, and later I'll give the times for other zones. But yeah, we're for using the very the purpose, Eastern daylight time of 9.40 p.m. That is national. It's a national, you know, represents where our Canada's and ours uh, capitals are located. Now, Mexico, as I was looking at, I think is in mountain zone, but it gets confusing. So this works, and that's why we do it. All right, well, here we are. Let's see what they are. And we go backwards once. I'll start off. Taurus, 17 degrees, a symbolic battle between swords and torches. So it is this polarization of values. Okay, and then uh, Taurus, 18, a woman airing an old bag through the open window of her room. Um, it's purification and cleansing. And then Taurus 19 is a new continent rising out of the ocean. And so really what we're talking about here is spontaneity and new potentiality after a change. It is. And I hadn't mentioned, I thank you, because 17, if we're going back to where the bedrock was, what we're working from, is this idea that the past isn't working. So we're going to get a new thing happening because it's just inescapable. It has to happen. And so it it instigates well your this whole business of integrating the past values with the present values yes to go yes. on and absolutely have worked continue with that and we're going to keep continuing on with the taurus symbols because um the ascendant degree was 18 degrees and then the planet uranus is at 22 so we, we're going to continue with taurus a little bit more here because yes they're so and close I think to each other yeah, and Liz is the one to let people know that kind of navigates which ones, and then I put them on. And it's it's a teamwork here. I love it, and I thank them very much. And I, we including 20 because 20, you know, when you think of conjunctions and orbs, it's just between one set of three and the next set of three. Who's to say it's not so valuable? So 20, kind of like the bridge, perhaps. I'm just sharing this if you both feel like this is true. Is the wisps 20 
wisps of wing-like clouds streaming across the sky. It's awareness of spiritual forces at work and I guess the blessings of these supernatural forces. And I like how you use the word bridging because it's like, it's important. I think when they're that close to keep adding the extra ones. So mm. Taurus 21, a finger pointing to a line in an open book, um, learning to discern um, subservience to collective values. So and Tor, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. And then Taurus 22 is a white dove flying over troubled waters. Basically, uh, bringing in the spiritual concept here of of when individuals overcome crisis through change so and isn't that valuable because it we have a couple more this is with Uranus folks because look at up there at the top it says Uranus 22 degrees and in that bridge that we had earlier of the of you know, bridging, becoming aware of these spiritual things. Okay, Liz, and we want to do the next, and then Justin can. Okay, Taurus 23, a jewelry shop filled with valuable gems. Um, it's like a certification of personal worth and a social confirmation of natural excellence. And then the last one is Taurus 24, which is an Indian warrior writing fiercely, um, inhuman scalps hanging from his belt. Of course, this represents archetypically the aggressiveness of our human instincts when we're fighting for our survival on the planet. And, and it just shows that, that aggressiveness that we put out there. Meaning, if we look at the whole energy from 17 to 24, that's a lot, seven degrees, it's a big chunk. But it really shows that the potential I mean, this is just looking at the ascendant, how we're entering out into the world. But it does show that emphasis, doesn't it? That we're aware of other terms of looking at things rather than this, but it is still part of the picture. Would you say that? Or what are your takes? I agree with that. But also that it's like to know your strengths, know your weaknesses, don't let things bind you down let go of the past so that you have space to move forward and um there was one about um it wasn't going with the flow but that's what i'm thinking of be spontaneous it's like um oh, listen to yes. your instincts and so it's to me it's reinforcing that integration of all aspects oh boy and i you know it really those if you look at the saving symbols in general they show a progressive succession of concept. And so like, let's say you're going to go through a, a period of mourning. There's different stages in, in mourning. And so in, when we see this seven degrees, mm -hmm. we see the stage. You've got to have change or let go of something in order to gain something new. And, and then when you gain it, then you do an evaluation. So there's a sequence of conceptual thought here mm -hmm. along these. And this falls right on the line with, with Jupiter and Uranus bringing that intensity of change and new things in in an earth sign with 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 those Maslow hierarchy of needs. Beautiful. All right, on to the MC, the medium cole. Cole, I believe is it's a Latin yes. term. It's the middle of the heavens, and here it is, right next to beautiful Pluto, twenty nine degrees, because. Pluto has just gone retrograde, the last degree of 
Capricorn, the few of them, and it's coming back. Well, it's not coming back yet. It's still retrograde, but it's so the midheaven is 27 degrees. No, 29. Thank you. Thank you, Liz. 29 degrees and 34 minutes. And we'll look at the next slide there. Thank you very much. Capricorn, 27. Pilgrims climbing the steep steps leading to a mountain shrine. It's that ascent that we individualize our consciousness to the higher realizations reached by spiritual leaders. And so it's upreaching. And then Capricorn 28, a large aviary, oh, sorry, Um, Claire audience. So, you know, kind of listen, you know, whether it's something on the radio or somebody you're passing, somebody walking Mm -hmm. in the grocery store that you hear a word um, or just listen to your intuition. And And then Capricorn 29 has a woman reading tea leaves, the ability to see the hidden meaning in all forms of structure. It's basically clairvoyance, understanding evaluation and seeing that intuitively. Go ahead with the next one and then the two of you can talk about it. Okay, Capricorn 30, a secret meeting of men responsible for executive decision in world affairs. Um, So it's power, executive power, um, and the power to assume responsibility. So it's like talking about change and listening to your instincts. So, you know, to me, it like really went well with the Ascendant Sabians because it it just integrates that story of, you know, let things go that don't work and be ready to move forward. And through a spiritual basis, I know that it's very psychic. Yes, Justin, as you were. Yeah, well, we look at the midheaven is ultimately what you're the your the soul is trying to express it's those uh, uh, higher goals i think you know we see you know here in the very beginning on the ic we saw this process of change and change of resources and then here we we see um sort of a more intuitive approach to how we're we're seeing our environment and listening to many voices the large aviator and reading the tea leaves and then turning that into being empowered with the uh, the executive power. It really does add up to be, it's not just my way, but it goes along with that collaboration of service, right? Of, in a sense, but here it is listening to, realizing the guidance, the, the inner guidance directing. So, okay. And I like how to- you said collaboration because it's like um, having the different people involved, you know, finding the person that's an expert in, a certain thing to give assistance to whatever you're working on. Okay. And here we go with the moon itself, new moon, which is at 21 degrees, as I was saying, 58 minutes, but it's so close to 22. However, we're doing therefore 20 21, 22, 23, and 24 to get this whole picture. Next slide. Thank you. So 20 beginning is as as the backbone of it. You could say the caravan of cars headed to the West Coast. It's that need of cooperative effort in reaching the, quote, new world of experience. And so it's where the past 
boo-hoo, it's behind. <laughs> and people are co cooperating in this adventure. It's a new consciousness. And so the words are totalization of purpose and effort. That's rather a glorious idea. In many ways, I suppose that's what the United States was founded on, practice and theory. So let's see what happens. Is this going to work or not? Okay, Liz. <laughs> Virgo 21, a girls basketball team, physical training and participation in a collective culture. Um, and then the key word is group integration. And then Virgo 22, we we come really to what's called a royal coat of arms enriched with precious stones and the keynote is the the sort of the certification or of more higher value something's a, of a more higher value keyword here of course is training for group integration and then virgo 23 a lion tamer displays his skills and character um and i love the resoluteness and patience um, you know, to tame one's vital energies. Yeah. Oh, so what happened? Oh, yeah. There we go. So, yes, this is really important, all of it. It is, again, where you have this huge power within and to work with it rather than have it be the leader, right? I mean, to, to, to temper how would you integrate this all before we go on our break? Well, well, I would. I would just say this really kind of goes back to what I was talking about the the Nishakta, which is talking about the star of patronage, which is doing the hard work. So we've talked about here about you know dealing with the uh, of working together, partnerships, working together, resoluteness and patience. And basically um, reaching towards those higher values of cooperation and, uh, and helping people be abundant. That's what I see. What about you, Liz? Well, and, you know, going back to the integration of, you know, whether it's like I'm cleaning my office out, going through, you know, all the books and all the paperwork and, and releasing what I don't need anymore. And so it takes a lot of patience because <laughs> it's mm. like I can maybe do a couple hours a day or 45 minutes someday or even five minutes. So it's just, and it's like, do I really need this to continue on to be part of what I want? Excellent. Well, thank you so much. We will continue with archetypal symbols, September 10th with Liz Machette and Justin Crockett, Elsie and myself, Sue Rose Minahan about the new moon and we'll integrate more thoughts with the astrology of the charts. So thank you very much. See you in a moment. Thank you. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Virgo. By leaving a cycle based on the creative manifested legacy of our highest creative form, the energy of Virgo completes the last sign below the horizon of the self and requires discernment to perfect oneself through the mental process of critical analysis. As a mutable earth sign duly ruled by Mercury, Virgo refines, heals, or fixes through daily routines, developing skills and services, to control nature's chaos and maximize efficiency. 
This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Dr. Nels Rasmussen at HealingMinistryForAnimals.com, we cover the world of animals. This week, it's Behavior Training and Healing Sunday with me, and talk with your animals or human loved ones on this side or the other, feng shui and personal awareness coaching with Natasha Venter. Hope you can join us and plan to call in with your questions for either one of us or for a personal reading with Natasha. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha, and enjoy the show. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. Hi, we are back again. And and we start off, maybe we'll look at the slide the next slide that shows nope the next one after that yeah nope yeah that one justin tell us about this wonderful event that you're going to be with marie o'neill in a month for people to join it's going to be the transforming relationships i know you're one of the speakers Yes, yeah, so uh, Marie O'Neill from time to time has these healing retreats and brings on astrologers. And so this particular one coming up in October is um, about uh, relationships, transforming relationships. And on September 18th will be when the tickets will be available and, starting on, yeah, on and, Eventbrite. And your talk, what's it going to be about, please? Mine will be about actually relationships between us and the spirit world, something oh. that we don't normally look at. Oh, I as, love as it. People transition, we can still hold on and, and communicate with those relationships. So, And I will include the, the link after the 18th yeah. on the newsletters, but very good because it is a little bit prior here. We're the 10th, so it's another week. But if people have their slides, you can click that after the 18th, and I believe it'll open up so that you can then join it. Liz, do you thank you, Justin, very much? And do you have anything else that you're participating in that you wanted to bring attention to? That no, just individual readings. I do consultations, okay. so. And Liz, what would I think you're doing consultations too? Yes, consultations, and then working. Uh, using this Mercury retrograde to work up a new schedule of some classes and talks. Oh, that sounds very powerful. And for myself, I'm plugging along. We're having some wonderful, uh, the word, the word. Well, anyway, next week is going to be a good vibrations panel because it's the equinox and it's a vibrational, vibrational astrology lens. Okay, enough of all this. On to the show. So we have 2158 degrees Virgo, new moon, 
And it's between two dates because of the fact that, that that's how we measure time. So on the 15th in London, it'll be at 1.40 a.m. In Madrid, Spain with Central Standard Time in Europe, it'll be an hour later, 2.40 a.m. But meanwhile, back here on this continent, on the 14th, it's going to be late at night. So in D.C., for the East Coast, it's going to be at 9.40 p.m. On the West Coast, 6.40 p.m. And here in Hawaii, 3.40 p.m. So next slide. Yes. Go ahead, Liz. You want to talk a little bit about this? And I'll we'll all sure. So this, this new moon um, chart pattern is called a seesaw pattern. Um, so to me, that always reminds me of trying to find the balance. And so, I, I mean, kind of everything we've been talking about is through integration, find the balance. <laughs> yes. And the only two planets that are in direct motion right now, be besides the sun and moon, because they never go retrograde, is Venus and Mars. And um, they're the rulers of Libra and Aries, which the nodes, the nodes of the moon are in at this time. Yeah, and, uh, yeah we'll stop here for a minute because isn't that powerful? Think of the follow through of the very fact that the two inner planets, besides Mercury, which is retrograde now, think, making us think about all this, and it retrograde, ret Mercury, <laughs> I put the metrograde, never mind what I did, but Mercury stations direct on the 15th of September. But meanwhile, right now, it's along with the other tribe of, of big planets, all retrograde in this process of re-evaluating things. But the rulers of the nodes are also engaged in this re-evaluation of, of ruling the nodes. I, I, it just blows me away. Justin, do you have some thoughts? No, not, not particularly on that particular thing, no. <laughs> okay. Well, there are some highlights. And we'll grab these in other charts. So if there's a T-square, that means Pluto's in between those nodes, shaking it up, saying, come on, let's purge and go forward, drop what's not working anymore. And that and, Grand and I, Earth. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. would say before we get to the Grand Earth train for people, that's actually a long-term thing. This is not just for this new moon. That Pluto T-square, we've talked about it last week, or last month, and the month prior. So that's a... That's more of a long-term thing versus what's coming up here. You're about ready to mention the Earth Grand Trine, which is just for this new moon. And I like that. Thank you. Because it does show the different plateaus or increments, we could say, of how we're going through this transformation, right? So it's like we have a, a big symphony going on. But meanwhile, we've got different, there's just different chapters of a book, maybe you could say. Something. Yes. And also, it's like if you had some um, counseling might be very helpful at this time, you know, to like let go of past things. If you need assistance with that, you know, that Pluto will really help you and the nodes to like let go of the past and move to the forward. And I know for future. myself, I've thought, gee, I had certain personal things taken care of. And all of a sudden they come flushing back to my face, my life. And I'm thinking, oh, dear, now what? Yes, it, it, it there's levels and very powerfully positive reasons to go forward because then it smooths the abilities that we have. Okay, so we will get to the the grand earth grounding because this time there was one last 
most, but this time is with, instead of Mars, our action is with our soul and our heart, our sun and the moon. And then also Venus is quite powerful. So let's see what the next slide is. I want to say something about that Earth mm -hmm. Grand Trine because, and just to let people know that, you know, if you have friends and they have a Virgo moon, you know, sort of the energy of what is a Virgo moon like and how is it different from like a Pisces moon? And a Virgo moon is very logical, rational. It's a very grounded Earth sign. And it tends to want to help to purify, we saw that today in the Sabian symbols, and wants to improve or make things better. So as we see with this uh, Earth Grand Trine, which I pointed out earlier, sort of the thing that I see in the chart that sort of jumps out at you, um, it, this is really the time to move move heaven and earth to, to get what you want to, in, in working with others, you know, that, that relation, those, those partnerships. I mean, we, what's the, what's the uh, axiom, you know, uh, you can move, you can move mountains, you know, I mean, it's really, this is the period. If you want to move a mountain. Oh, okay. All right. I've got my shovel. <laughs> I've got my shoes. All right. And we will get to that chart. Here we are, the Cardinal T-square. There's Pluto, Maxi's strength, hitting those nodes, relationships. And Venus is also in a tension of action. It's action. That's what these squares are. You just want to instinctively go forward. And Venus ruling the south node is with Juno, the new our alliances. So what are we aligning with that we want to think of expanding? So it's all very powerful. Let's get on to the next slide. There we are. Here's our chart focusing on this. And as people can see, it's uh, with the red arrows, that's the T-square with the nodes in Pluto. And then the orange ones are the what we call the benefits in some languages of astrology. But it's expansion without some regulation. It can be too much, right? And Venus is, Venus is always looking for what is pleasure of beauty, what feeds me. Well, and I always think of squares as um, it's kind of a call to action of that. There's like this tension there and it's calling for some adjustment or change. Yep, exactly. And, and I might point out with the Venus, uh, Venus actually rules the third deacon of Virgo, which is where this moon is at. So we're in a mm. in an area or a, a deacon or a section of Virgo that is actually ruled by Venus. And I, I see this as actually auspicious, having Venus conjunct Juno. For those who don't know what Juno is, it's an asteroid that relates to marriage and relationship. Again, here we come about partnerships and relationships. And, uh, you know, wherever Juno is in the chart shows how a person um it can be married to you know juno was the wife of jupiter so it's really auspicious here that we have a venus juno conjunction in leo yeah, and i think and it is that's one distinct form of our alliances but it, it can be expanded to many and but i'm noticing too that the nodes for the nation so it's a collective sense it would be different for each charter for where you live of course but we're speaking in these broader terms because there is a consciousness we are associated with, with just a national energy and they're in the 12th and 6th houses meaning of the the greater forces of the 12th and what we can fix and improve in the sixth 
And so it, there's a sense of our, I see an emphasis of this transformation with Pluto that's working so strongly in this month to, to realign some of our daily practices instead of necessarily the mundane to reach into that spiritual connection that we have with this partnership of spirit. Once again, it's a call to action. And I exactly see the squares that way. That's totally their action, action, action. It's not negative or positive, just that one person's action might get in the way of somebody else's action, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so here is the grand earth. Lead on, Justin, please. Whoops. No, I think I pretty much already said the, what I wanted to say about it. I don't know what you have okay, to say well about that. Okay, well, Nate, well, yeah, thank you. Well, let's see. What do we have? Well, I want to speak to the sun and moon degree just for a moment here. Because uh, two and a half weeks ago, uh, Mercury stationed retrograde right on that same degree of 21 degrees of Virgo. And now we have a new moon. So to me... Um, uh, with Mercury stationing there, it kind of rang the bell. And then now we have this, because it was ringing the bell for the new moon to come at the same degree. So the bell's ringing louder now. Um, so I just wanted to point that out. So I believe this is a very powerful new moon. Yeah, I, I would agree with you, Liz, on that one, because, you know, Mercury retrograde is, in, is, is, is sort of an editing or evaluation point. So I see, you know, we had the evaluation first, and now it's time to take action with a new moon on that point. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I like that also because, for me, it shows the power of having a retrograde first with Venus, which involved our values. It was instinctive, perhaps, and that whole experience – in Leo, had some real trying experiences or thoughts, I think, for many of us. And now that it's going direct, but meanwhile, now we have a chance to reevaluate, to use that word that you've both been using, to reassess and to make order, because that's the power also of Virgo, is taking discerning, trying to edit out, as we've all been mentioning. To, and to, mm-hmm. Yeah, and if I might say, I think, you know, when you look at this Grand Earth trend, it's definitely not about sitting still. It's <laughs> about moving and getting going. First of all, new moon is in, in Virgo is about you start a new start to a beginning, a new phase, you know, and then it's triangulating Pluto, which is about something's got to die and be rebirthed. And then it's trining the other the other triangulation point is Uranus, which is a planet of rebellion, revolution, change, and and brings change. And then Jupiter's just saying, "I'm going to help you intensify it. I'm the biggest <laughs> planet in the system. I'm going to make all this change happen a lot." So again, I think this is this is about that whole when we saw the ascendant, this period of change, and, and you know we've done some evaluation as Liz has pointed out with Mercury there first, and so mm-hmm. now. This is about change and how we deal with that. We want abundance. And it's a good point for abundance and, and wealth and relationships. And particularly also as a final thought here, not final, but inclusive thought, Venus, which is 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 in a beautiful flow, harmonious flow, tr- just a simple trine, 
with Chiron, the wounded healer, the al where it alchemizes, once again, going back to that whole theme of where we're servicing others, to but in the healing sense, when we have our wound often, it's because we don't know how to use it. It doesn't seem to be functioning until we get a grasp of an idea of how it, of how it will apply to others. And then it has a service oriented. So this is really, we're a very beautiful moon because next month is going to be the eclipses. And so we're really getting ready. And isn't that what Virgo is about too? Virgo is like the last sign underneath the horizon. It's like, well, yeah, you were great in all your manifesting of Leo, but now let's get ready for the, for the partnerships we've got. And do we have anything that we need to improve on? So next month, it'll be like lights out and reset. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, you know, maybe you've been thinking a long time about doing a new project or opening a new business or starting a new hobby. And it's like, it's like start getting closer and getting more ready to do that. Okay. So next slide. I think we're ready. Are we ready? Here we go back to Venus and Venus, like last month, when I was doing the slides, was Uranus that was conjunct somebody, squared for action, and trying in a flow. There's this multiple ways of looking, uh, influencing, because we're not, just to remind people, is as above, so below. As below, so above. There's this. Oh, okay. And here, Venus, the ruler of the South Node, that now is direct, following that path. You know, it it's been in Leo for four months. This is a long time. It's a very loving. It, I think Venus loves to be in Leo, but when she goes retrograde, it's a holy reevaluation time. So now we've completed that part, and we're figuring it out. So here she is. She's conjunct Juno, like, like you were saying, what's our marriages, Justin, and what's our, what are we married to in our spirit, person or thought or what? And then squared for that action, you know, the big picture, how are we going to work with this right. expanding, right, expansion. And, and meanwhile, in a flow to heal us. Yeah. And I might also point out, we haven't mentioned the word yet, but creativity. And because Venus and Leo, you know, so this hard work, doing the hard work to bring abundance and wealth in our partnerships, there's a creative aspect here that that we can't forget because of Venus and Leo. I know. And so all the, I'm thinking of Virgo, work, work, work. Meanwhile, yes, of course. It's, a, it's about the fun part. Let's not forget what Leo is about. Yes, thank you. Okay. And in this chart, Venus is, you know, very prominent because the ruler of the ascendant and all the aspects making to other mm. planets. So um, that was great. Yes. Here is our chart. Once again, integrations are theme. And in this sense, we have Hygieia, which is asteroid of health. So if everything is like, are, is this healthy for us? Is this not healthy for us? That's one way to look upon it just as far as an evaluation. And 
the, the that little circle with the X is a part of fortune, which is always with the new moon. I think it's associated with the ascendant. Is that right? Yes, yes. On a yep. new moon, it's always on the ascendant. Yeah. Meaning that's the best way to go. Yes. I mean, that's part of fortune means that's what a good direction. Is that right? And and, and that, the fact that you brought up part of fortune, I might mention that uh, Dane Rudyard talked about, who's a famous astrologer, talked about the part of fortune, you know, when it is in Taurus, like it is there, and if you have part of fortune and towards your chart, basically happiness is through seeing material, material results. And so when we talk about abundance and doing the hard work, that's, that's really what we're trying to really see here. I think at the end is seeing some material results where the rubber meets the road with this, this grand trine. That's right. And it, it has a bit of a dichotomy, you could say though, because also it's recognizing, I think, on a very beautiful level, that in finding that materialism, the, 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 not just materialism for itself, but the manifestation of what our creativity is, that it involves that partnership with spirit. You know, yeah, I, I and just, I, I, I want to point out, I, we're not necessarily talking about materialism here. I, I may okay, have bespoke. Yeah. It's more about seeing results seeing getting to the field and see those results from the hard work that you do here yes yes yeah, very good that's right Oops. well here we uh, will finish these up yeah go ahead we're a little messed up with the slides i don't have control of them thank you nate that's great this this is a slide for folks to to look at the one highlighted is us Right now, the Virgo New Moon integration with archetypal symbols panel that's right now every second week next year, 2024, starting January. It's going to be the first Sunday of the month because the moon doesn't go along with a Gregorian uh, calendar. It's 28 days and it's going to move up ahead. So we want to be in line with that. So we're swapping in places with planet buzz which will be they're very and so you can catch different uh, and then all these various others but just go to top cosmos youtube channel it's all there and the next slide do we have the next slide okay yeah yeah no i i wanted mine too thank you before yeah okay we're having a little bit of fun here. Okay, yes, I did do a talk just to let you know that you can get on OPA, and it's a simple event. If you're a member, you can certainly watch it. And then the last slide again. The last slide. Okay, there we are. So, and we thank everybody for joining us. So we finished with our slides, and then I can just talk to Justin and and, and Liz here for a few minutes. Yes, this is an exciting um, um, new moon because it, to me it's very powerful. So um, that's exciting. And um, and Mercury rules Virgo too. So it's that's another powerful point behind it too. It's like this mercurial energy of how we communicate, how we... You know, it's like you clean up the files, um, clean up 
you know, if you have research to do, um, it, it, this feels really good. So like, make sure that you have your affirmations or your desires for this new moon and do like a little new moon ritual. And it could be very simple. Just write a few things down on a piece of paper or just think about it, put it in your diary, even a couple of notes. Yeah. Yes. And, and I would say this is a really great new moon to have right before the uh, fall equinox, you know, and, you know, people may find themselves with this because this is an earth moon, you know, getting the garden ready for the fall, um, you know, or, you know, making some change in business in some way. So this is definitely action oriented, as Liz pointed out earlier. This is really a time to move mountains and get some action and get some things going for the before the fall equinox. That's a good visual idea. Move mountains. <laughs> For myself, I, I like that. Particularly, too, we have a Taurus rising. So it's grounded and it's earth and it's big. Between Taurus and Jupiter, it's big. And that new moon is going to be, remember, on the 14th. And it doesn't have to be this vision quest or even internal or written down uh Intention, that's the word, intention. can be a few days later. I know, Liz, you've mentioned mm -hmm. often with the Diana's bow, as it's called, when the moon is that little sliver of light, because there's light to help. It's all energetic. It's right, it's strong. like, just be gentle with yourself and do it as, as you have time or feel fit. So, and I love the move mountains because I had five piles of beauty bark and I'm down to the last pile of spreading it in oh. the gardens. So it's like, that's been so appropriate, even though it's been taking me a while, but. It is hard to remember, but I'm finding that it's a process still. You know, Virgo huh. is in that whole process. And it's because it's also retrograde. Amazingly, okay, the new moon starts on the 14th and the next day, Mercury goes direct. So really, and then Mercury and Jupiter will be direct. I think. No, is that Jupiter? No, Jupiter, is it Ju Mars? No, it'll be Mars and Mars all and the Venus inner are planets. already direct, yeah. Yeah, so it, all the, the inner planets will be direct. It'll just be the outer ones. So we have some hope here. <laughs> Always have hope, yes? Yes, yes. Oh, there's yeah. always hope. <laughs> I, know. I was just thinking, preparing here for this little trip that I had, I had a huge list, but it felt so good. I actually clicked off a lot of things. But just, yes, it's always a personal energy process. Well, it's so good. Thank you, Justin, Elsie. And thank you, Elizabeth, Liz, Michette. It's a pleasure and to be here and look forward to next month. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. To see. And our wonderful, thank you, Justin. And our wonderful audience. Yes, just speak. We can all join in together in my, my yay team. So we'll be back and have a wonderful equinox, everybody, and big blessings of heart, spirit, and mind. Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway. Mm -hmm.